Hey babes, welcome to Bravo Group Chat, a weekly podcast about your favorite Bravo celebrities. Join us as we dive into the reality behind reality TV. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? How are you? Good. It's so great to chat with you both. Yeah, you too. So your your name is Katie Love. Is that right? It's that's like the <laughs> coolest last name. Thank you. I did not change it uh, when my husband and I got married. I was like, mm, no. I was wondering if it was um, your husband's last name or if it was your last name. No, yeah, I kept my last name, and then my daughter has um, love as a middle name. Oh, Aww, that's, that's so cute. cute! Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, so I found you on Instagram, I think like a couple years ago, and I'm not even sure really how, but I just, and I emailed you like, I think a couple months ago, because I, I follow a lot of people, we both do. And I just find that you're like, so refreshing, and like, realistic. And I've unfollowed so many people like big influencer people and big name companies, because they're just annoying. (laughs) And they make me feel bad about myself. And every time I see your posts and stuff, I just love them. And like your aesthetic is like my style too. (laughs) Thank you. That means so much to me. Thank you. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more like about your company and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I think to know about my company, you kind of have to know where I started which was as an investigative journalist for local NBC News affiliates. I was moving almost every year for seven years, covering natural disasters, horrific crime cases, political elections. And in between there, I fell in love with a Pittsburgh boy. And he was also a reporter for NBC in Pittsburgh. And I realized that the kind of life that I wanted was not the one where I had no roots and I was on the morning shift. So that was up at 3 a.m. and my shift was like 3.30 to uh, noon. And so I thought about designing the life that I wanted and what that would mean for me. And also giving women a chance to work for the kind of boss I always wished that I had in the newsroom. And so Love Social Media was born in 2017. I had grown, you know, a modest following as a reporter and had seen the impacts of having a social media presence. And so I created a company where we specifically work with female founders and female business owners to elevate their presence on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, any platform you can think of. We give them a strategy and then we work with them on content creation, their voice and how to get their brand across to their audience. So give us like a timeline here. What year were you just because social media has obviously changed drastically over the last few years. So when were you news recording and when did you reporting and when did you start this? That's a great question. So I was news report. I was a news reporter from 2011 to 2017. And then I started, I was a one woman show in 2017 and slowly, I mean, I was going up and down downtown Pittsburgh and Shadyside going into like coffee bars and restaurants and just pitching myself. Like, I know that social media is huge. 
I, when you're starting a business, the hardest part is like getting the business when you don't have the business, right? Yeah. So 2017 up until present day. And I think there are, there are a lot of companies who are trying to do social media management right now. And maybe we got to have a start or maybe we were late. It's hard to say, but um, 2020 really changed my business. It's, it's sort of a difficult topic because in a time that there is so much tragedy and unrest in our whole world, it was huge for social media because people yeah. weren't walking into the doors anymore and they, businesses had to figure out a way to reach out to their consumer. Yeah. So I think that you definitely got a head start, which is amazing. Um, and I love that you work with only women. I didn't realize that. You know, it's a, it was a hard, I don't want to say a hard choice, but what I realized is I was on these calls with men and I was working with them to try to build their businesses. And I thought, you know what, this, this is not what I want to do. I don't want to help you. I want to help the woman who like can't get into the board meeting and is like struggling to get funding and is yeah. struggling to be heard because that's, how I felt at the beginning. And I have a, a team of all women, everyone from my, you know, con content creator, accountant, lawyer, bookkeeper, everyone is a woman. And awesome. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Do you think that our society is changing and moving towards a more more equality in the workplace for women as, or do you still think that there's a divide? I think that women are getting louder about, you know, the sexism that exists inside the workplace. I still find it extremely difficult to be a woman in business. I, I can give you an example of something that just happened last week where I was in the middle of pitching a presentation to a man um, and he stopped me to say, I'm so distracted right now by your beautiful smile. I can't even listen to the words that you're saying. They would never say that to a man. But also that's like wildly inappropriate. <laughs> they, they would never say that to a man. 100%. That would never happen. You would never be interrupted for something that not only made me feel uncomfortable, but was yeah. inappropriate. Right. So, I don't know. That's 2022 and it's still happening. But I think that the difference is, is maybe five years ago when the police chief of a local, you know, uh, police station would say, well, I'll give you the story if you go on a date with me. And I would just laugh and smile and say, ah, try yeah. to brush it off. <laughs> now I'm like, stopping the person in the meeting and saying, I really want to focus on the content that I'm presenting and let's just stay here. But yeah. it takes a while to build that kind of confidence. Do you see it being, is this age of men play a role? Like, I'm sure that if it's a man, you know, 50 and over, it's probably, and I could be wrong in saying this more likely to happen than if you're talking to like a 30 year old man or maybe even a 40 year old man. A hundred percent. I think that men our age are a little bit more woke and yeah. saying something inappropriate or like trying to pass it off as a joke. 
Um, so I definitely think, yeah, like our dads and grandparents are the worst offenders. Have you ever watched Mad Men? Yes. So I feel like it's kind of like that, right? It's like, it's still like the boys club kind of feeling to some men, not all, but I think that that still exists in the workplace, which is gross, but (laughs) it's really cool that you're like, you know, breaking the barrier and trying really hard to give women businesses a voice. I love that. Thank you. It's, it's, I think that when you're in the business of like just hustling and trying to make money, it's important to have something that grounds you and like you're super passionate about and helping other female entrepreneurs has been my passion. So you are you, you're not originally from Pittsburgh, right? I'm not. My husband grew up in Mount Lebanon. He, you know, got his dream job at WPXI. We lived there for five years and I have, you know, such fond feelings for the city of Pittsburgh. You know, I feel like I really got my start and grew my business. And just in the last year, things have kind of changed and what are, I, I say this like dreams change, right? Mm-hmm. You have one dream and then, you know, you pivot. And so in September, we moved to Miami Oh, nice. Yes. And I'm jealous every time I see your videos. I'm like, oh, I secretly kind of hate her now. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, but it's really hard to see your videos of the beach when it's snowing here. <laughs> I have heard that from one or two uh, people inside my community. Yeah. I just, I had this feeling, I was like, okay, this is where I, I ultimately, I want to be in the sun. I want to raise my daughter on the beach. And what what's stopping us like if that's my goal and that's what I really want mm-hmm. why why not go for it and the, the biggest change is of course that Aaron left his full-time job as a news reporter for WPXI and is now a stay-at-home dad which I love because I think it's so cute and I don't know if you I don't know if I showed you but he has an Instagram handle called stay-at-home dad right is that what it is stay-at-home dad you know, I'm managing him like that influencer with his 400 followers. He, um, yeah, I was like, okay, well we need to, like, he wanted to do something to show other men that it shouldn't be so stigmatized. And he had a hard time. I mean, friends, family, like they just could not grapple with the fact that he was going to leave his like six figure job to stay home with his child. So Currently on Bravo, we're watching um, OC and Dr. Jen. Do you watch? Do you watch it? So I'm embarrassed to say, but is this like a new, like I, oh, I'm a, like an OC. Okay. okay. I didn't even know there was a new one. Yeah. Well, so, no, it's just a new housewife on it. Yeah. So, it's so the she's real a house- new housewife. Yeah. And she's a huge classic. You know I'm thinking of you guys talk like the, the show the oh oh sorry sorry orange county nope sorry (laughs) um so there's a new okay yes housewife um dr jen and she has her own like plastic surgeon or uh plastic surgery practice and her husband stays at home with the kids and it's been kind of like a subject on the show this season don't you think yeah for sure they she talks about how 
he kind of resents her for not being home with the kids and she resents him for not appreciating the fact that everything they have is because she goes out every day and works and like supports the family. Right. Like he lives, I mean, not he, they live in a $5.9 million home. And like, she has said, like, why do you think you have that? (laughs) Because I work. Or do we love him? I think he's kind of douchey. Yeah. He's, (laughs) We don't, we haven't seen that much of him, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's a first season, you know, men and women on the housewives have to find their footing. He's, he also changed his name from Ryan, from Ryan to like Ryan, Ryan. So I like judge that more than anything. <laughs> Definitely judge that. Yeah. If, if you want to work, it does yeah. It doesn't seem like it it. doesn't seem like it like he's kind of like a beachy guy like he never has a shirt on he like is at the beach all the time working out and like he's not really a stay at home he's like not they have a nanny or like they're not he's not they do have a nanny nanny. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly um but I do love that there's a new version of the housewives like in that she is someone who is not the typical person you think of for the show. Right. Even though I do feel like housewives can get a bad rap because most of them are really business savvy. Mm-hmm. They have like some of them have tons of other things going on. They're not just like sitting there, you know, having nice things. I don't know. I think I think there's some really amazing housewives. Yeah. Yeah, but I do love that your husband um, takes care of your daughter and does the whole, like, the videos, and I think it's really cute, (laughs) and I'm sure um, that a little girl being home with her dad is, like, a really amazing role model as well, you know, like, it's kind of changing how I think children now see, you know, not all families are the same and not everybody stays home with their mom. And, you know, I think that's really cool too. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the first year of her life, he was out the door at 8am and not back till 7pm and she was in bed at 730. So it's such a huge difference. I will say, and I know I had mentioned that there's like some parts of my job, the people we work with, we can't, some, some, we can't talk about. However, I will tell you one story about a housewife that I can talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I actually wonder if I propose this to you guys, and maybe you already know the question, but is there a housewife of all the different branches that you think, given her color scheme, that I would line up with the most? Cameron. I was just going to say Cameron. <laughs> Hundred percent right. We were we were just talking about her before we hopped on with you, and we just like love her. And obviously, I love her everything pink. And I did not like her at first, though, like as a housewife. But then I really grew to like her. But now people are trying to cancel her, you know. But we were just saying that we really wished we could get her on. Oh, well, she, I have to say, is so lovely. And I went to TCU in Texas and she lives in Dallas, obviously. And so 
someone, when she first got on the show, they're like, this is your pink, you know, twin. Like you would love her. So I thought, you know why? I don't know. It was maybe 2018, 2019. I just started. I was like, I'm just going to DM her. What do I have to lose? I think I DM'd her two or three times. I got a response. She was like, I love your page. Let's talk. And I managed her account account for a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's, she just, all of her clothes, her closet, like a dream come true to look what at. What a fun experience that probably was. That's awesome. It was. And she took a chance on me when I was just starting out and she really wanted to support like young women. And so that was really incredible. And so I actually, you know, say like, I kind of got my little famous start from Cameron Westcott. That's That's awesome. I did not know that. And that was probably hard for her because that was one of her 2018 was kind of whenever she first started on housewives, I believe. So she probably went from, you know, no one really knowing her just being like a lady about town to all these followers. And it's like, how the hell do I manage all this? Yes. Yeah. She, um, there was like a lot of expectation to try to build her following and she's so game for anything, whether like different videos she's now, uh, I don't know. She's now really into TikTok, which is so fun to see her doing, um, different videos. So Yeah. yeah. So speaking of TikTok now you have Chloe Brown on your team, correct? Now did I followed her before I realized that she's on your team. Now, which came first for her? She became a TikTok star during quarantine. In six months, she grew her following to, you know, I think it's almost 400,000. Wow. She's incredible. She's not only amazing at TikTok, but an incredible human. And she was in the, I would say in the middle of that, starting to DM me. And there's a lot of um, young women in Pittsburgh who are coming out of school, who are interested in social, that send me DMs. And her stood out. She was super persistent. She was like, <laughs> I want to work for you. And I was like, okay. I, but I was at a point where I needed to hire people who had some prior experience versus right out of college. But then she sent me her TikTok. I'm like, okay, this is all the proof I need because the girl organically grew it by herself. And, you know, if you can do it for yourself, that's how I got started, right? I tried to grow my Instagram and prove to people I could do it. And so now she's been working with us for a year and a half. She's full time. And yeah, I think it's a story of like tenacity when you really want something. We're all about that. It's so (laughs) cool how TikTok, how some, a young 20 something year old's TikTok account can get them a job. Like Barstool, I know has been doing that a lot where they like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Brianna chicken fry, but she was just like, you guys don't know who that is. Okay. Well, she's to see her. She's like, um, she's works for Barstool, but she got hired through them because of her TikTok and her social media. The girl's like 22 or maybe she's 24, but she's super young. And I know they held like other contests and stuff for people with their TikTok. And it's kind of cool that kids now don't just have to resort to the traditional, 
you know, going for a job interview with a piece of paper of the jobs you held while you were in high school and what your GPA was, Mm -hmm. you can kind of have a chance to prove yourself before, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. It's almost like a a living portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. When you can show off your video editing skills, your ability to take photo, come up with creative concepts, it's really impressive because everyone who works for me is like a public person in our, our brands, or our businesses are going to go to your social and see what you're up to. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a resume, you know, like it's like a visual resume. Now with that being, I mean, we've all seen social media and what cancel culture can do nowadays before you hire someone, are you going back and looking at their first Facebook post and their first Twitters and just making sure that like nothing crazy is going to pop up one day? No, definitely not. I, I feel like you have to give people a chance to evolve and grow, but I will, I'll, I'll look at the last six months. Like if this is the person that you are now, um, yeah. I mean, there are some serious offenses. Like I'm not going to tolerate racism. Right. But stupidity in your college years, I, I can tolerate like a little less if, if there's some distance, mm-hmm. not like the day before your interview. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like sometimes with some of that stuff, it's like that was literally 15 years ago. Yeah. Their brain wasn't even fully developed. Let's, <laughs> let's relax. 100%. So, um, is it hard for you to give up creative control in order to step back a little bit? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, in terms of scaling my team? Yes. Wow, yes. I think that's the, the hardest part is that when you're an entrepreneur and you decide that you're ready to have a team, but you've done it such a specific way, it's the way that's helped you succeed. You're always the girl in the group classes at school that did all the work. Um, And then you have to decide what your strengths are and what what you think that you can give up some creative control and allow others to do. And I think part of that is just vetting the type of people that you trust and making sure, I was at a point where I, would have an interview with someone and I would say like, great, they're great. You know, it seems like they're amazing. Now I'm a lot more strategic in the questions I'm asking them. They do a project, you know, after the interview. So I can really dive deep into how we'll connect as a, as a team. Mm -hmm. I have 10 people, I have six full-time people who work for me and then four full part-time. So it's like, that's a big team. Yes. It is. It is when you think about being responsible for six people's full-time salary and <laughs> that have children. Um, but, it, but it's also six people or 10 that I can impact and allow them to have, you know, they work from home. We're doing a, a retreat in Miami next week. Oh, fun. So, yeah. I'm just trying to give them the experience that I, I, I felt like it didn't have. That's really cool. I like that. Um, I help my friend kind of as a virtual assistant for her real estate marketing for women uh, company. And we kind of are growing too big and we need a third person to help us out. 
and both of us are control freaks and <laughs> her and I are pretty much the same when it comes to like aesthetic and create creation and stuff. And we're having a really hard time taking that step back and being like, okay, we need help. We need to find someone that is like-minded and it's, it's really hard. I think the first hire like that is, is the hardest and then it gets easier. Um, I could always recommend a trial period too, where you set up expectations of in 90 days, we're going to see if this works for you and it works for us. And then say in these 90 days, here's what we expect to see at the end of it. I think that's a mistake that I've made is I, I didn't set those expectations. And so then when I decided it wasn't working, it was hard to verbalize. Okay. That was, that was going to be our next question. What's like the biggest mistake you've ever made in your career? Wow. Um, I try not to think as cliche as it sounds. I try not to think of them as mistakes, but things that I've learned. I, I think it's probably undercharging in general. And I think a lot of women struggle with this is knowing that your time is valuable, but being not being confident enough to ask for what you're worth and then you're in the middle of it and it's so much work and you're not being charged enough or not being paid enough yeah and so I think that's been my biggest offense and I still struggle with it I'm sure yeah um have you ever had like a monster client like someone that was just terrible and you wanted to fire them <laughs> you don't have to tell us who uh, yes, I've had, I've had the client from hell and I, I thought that when I started my business, be like, well, I can choose who I work with and I'm not going to have this problem, but sometimes it snow snowballs into something you didn't expect. And I had a client who was texting me at all hours and I was at, I remember being at my daughter's first birthday and she was calling me and she wouldn't stop calling until I answered. And I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm missing like my daughter's birthday. And it's no amount of money is worth this, like, yeah, this stress. And so I think being able to identify that it's, you know, cause at the time she was my biggest client. So how do you turn down the most money you've ever made from mm -hmm. one client, even though it's taking an emotional toll? And my husband was like, are you like going to be my wife again? Like that kind of thing. And you're like, on one hand, I'm trying to build this business. But on the other hand, I need to be better about selecting the people I work with. Sure. So your clients, you help them develop like an aesthetic for their Instagram. You tell them like what they should post when it comes to doing like reels and TikToks, you kind of like guide them and how they should post and what they should post. Yes. So we have three pillars. We have strategy, content, and community management. So the first thing we do is look at your target audience. Who do you want to be talking to? And sometimes the person you think is the, the target is not actually the person who loves your product or is going to walk in the door. So we do a lot of discovery on your brand voice and who ultimately is going to love what you're selling. And then we go into the content. 
So there's not a client that we have that is not using reels. I think that's a huge miss right now for businesses if you're not on that trend or TikTok, it's the same kind of, you know, 15 second quick content. So we think of creative ways for our businesses to stand on trend. Even with the Super Bowl, the next morning, we were like creating memes for everybody and trying to stay topical. And the third component that some businesses forget about is engaging with their audience. So if you get a question, you're answering in a timely manner. If you're, you're not just posting content, but you're also being a part of, you know, the online community and supporting the people that might ultimately enjoy your content too. So are you like, you'll do Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the platforms, or are you primarily Instagram? So I would say our biggest platforms are Facebook and Instagram. I will do Twitter and LinkedIn, but I will not like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like I forget about Twitter. <laughs> it's it's I mean my husband loves Twitter and as a journalist I used it a lot and I'm verified on Twitter and it doesn't really mean anything to me. But it's not really if you're a personality, if you're live tweeting an event, if you're putting out a bunch of content, maybe it's the place to be, but it's slowly moved down to be less and less important for so many businesses. Yeah. I mean, you have the, like Goliaths, like Wendy's who are like huge and always putting out the best content on Twitter. I would say that Pinterest is another place that we work on a lot because it has great SEO value for businesses and then the emergence of TikTok. And, and I don't recommend TikTok for every business because it can be a lot of work and a lot of content to churn out. So you yeah. have to make sure that it makes sense for your business strategy. I feel like TikTok is also like hard, like the way to edit the videos and you can't just be successful on TikTok by only using TikTok. You have to download, I feel like editing software on mm -hmm. your phone and you, you definitely need to buy a ring light and you need to do all these different things, which yes, obviously makes your photos better if it's on Instagram. But I feel like with Instagram, you can have a successful Instagram with just that platform, you know, I feel like TikTok, you need to have so many other skills, you know, it's hard. TikTok's hard. <laughs> TikTok is very difficult. And when it first came out, I was like, are you, are you effing serious right now with this? Because it was so many edits and people changing outfits and music. I was like, I'm never going to be able to figure this out. Um, so we try to, luckily we have Chloe who does TikTok for all, all of our, our clients and she comes up with a strategy, but I knew when it came out, I had to, I had to figure it out. So I, I got on it. I was like eight months pregnant and, um, in the middle of the pandemic, just like, just like, just trying to figure it out. I know it's modest, but I have 13,000 followers on there and a few viral videos. But the point was that I figured out how to use it so that I could, right. you know, implement it for um, my other clients. But it's definitely a lot more time consuming than so Don't you think it's crazy that now this is just my opinion, but I feel like without the pandemic, TikTok would never have been 
what it is today. The people like Addison Ray, the D'Amelios, I agree. like it, they would have never been who they are today had we not all had three months to literally do nothing but stare at our phones. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good observation and definitely true. I think that the pandemic blew, blew it up and then businesses were kind of like left in the dust trying to figure out if they could even sell product on there. Yeah. I mean, TikTok's conversion, it's, it's not as expensive to buy ads on TikTok as Facebook because it's not as com- like competitive. So there, that's one advantage. The, the one issue is that TikTok is not hyper-local. Like, right. It, it, people see your video from all over and if you're you know a pizza shop in downtown Pittsburgh it might not be it might not make sense for people all over the world you know to be looking at your content yeah for now, sure why do you think that people can go viral on TikTok so easily or get so many views and likes so much quicker on TikTok than anywhere else because of it not being localized I think so. I mean, it is wild because it's crazy. It is, <laughs> it's crazy. My my sister just did the silliest video the other day and like, you know, went viral on TikTok. And I mean, it's kind of the beauty of the platform. Yeah, for sure. People can feel like there's a chance versus Instagram that's so competitive. I think that TikTok gives the audience a better like chance at reaching people like their algorithm is not as intense as Instagram yeah I also think that like on TikTok you can be a little bit more raw it doesn't have to be as uh curated I think as Instagram and you know I see sometimes things are like you know Instagram's moving away from the curated look and I do think that that is happening as well but like Dominique's sister has like 80,000 followers yeah. on uh, TikTok and she just does like yoga and shakes her ass. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> Whatever. I, yeah, I think that people like put down their wall a little bit more yeah. and maybe it's music or the trends or being able to, you know, jump on something other people have been doing and put your own spin on it. But I think I felt that way too. Like, I'll just throw this up and see what happens versus on Instagram where I'm so, you know, focused on what I'm going to post and what it's going to look like in my feed. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I also feel like I follow a few girls, like, um, this one girl, her name's, uh, Champagne Chanel on Instagram. And I feel like she was one of the first, I've been following her for years since like maybe 20, 17 2016 and her dress up buttercup I feel like we're the first type of uh influencer fashion blogger type of people that I saw on Instagram and I feel like they're still they're still super super popular and out here killing it but I feel like what we view as a influencer has changed over the last Mm -hmm. five years would you agree Definitely agree because there's a lot more obscurity. It's not just the influencer holding up her favorite skincare. It's, you know, it's just like your sister who's doing yoga or my sister's like talking about bad dates that she went on. And so it's just, I could do that. (laughs) It's a, it's a, 
a wide variety. And I think that's what makes the platform so fun. Totally. Yeah. And it's nice that it's changing. Like it's not just the beautiful 20 or 30 something year old girl that yeah. literally has like perfect hair and is always dressed perfectly. Like you look at that and yeah, it's pretty to look at, but you want to see more, you know, something more raw, like we were talking about earlier. There is a makeup influencer that I follow on TikTok and she has really bad acne. And I, th- I started following her like from the very, very beginning of TikTok, like beginning of quarantine. And I love her because I have really bad, like hormonal acne and I feel really bad about it sometimes. And I actually made a video and I like tagged her in it. And I did the trend of like the mama said it was okay. And she replied to it and messaged me. And she was like, you absolutely made my day. And, you know, it didn't like go anywhere, but I still, and I see people like Chloe that look more like me, not the super athletic or not the super skinny or, you know, there's curvy girls that are um, on the platform now that are showing us you can wear this, you know, and Dom's always telling me like, you can wear that, you can wear this, you can wear that. And I feel, I'm like, eh, I don't know. You gotta watch Remy. She's my favorite. I love Remy too. (laughs) And she just got picked up by Victoria's Secret. Yep, I saw that. But yeah, I like it because it's, and there's tons of people with disabilities on there too, that are out there showing what they can do and be, be amazing in their lives. And I think it's really cool for other people that might have that same, illness or disability or, you know, like a person with a prosthetic leg. Um, I love seeing that because it does, you know, it doesn't help me because I don't have that, but it helps a lot of people. I you think don't have a prosthetic leg. Shush. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I think that when you can see yourself or parts of yourself with people on social media, that's, that's the power of it. And I think that it's, better for our society yeah I love that Victoria's Secret is moving towards the right direction versus you know just we're all you know seeing perfection yeah they also did you see that they also hired um their first model uh with down syndrome I love that it's incredible it's almost like social media is shaping you know the fashion industry versus the other way around yeah I love that um, player game. Yeah. So, well, I have one more question. Okay. What is something, one more like business question, and then we do like a stupid fun game. <laughs> um, what's something that you know now that you could have told yourself when you first started? Hmm. Another good question. Well, I don't want to bring it back to the amount that I'm charging, but I'll just give you an example. My first client, I char- <laughs> I charged her $250. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For a month, a month of work. Oh my gosh. How many hours do you think you put in? I mean, <laughs> 80, I don't know. I'm just like, someone, someone give me a chance. Um, and I just sent in a proposal for $10,000. Wow. That's amazing. If I could have told myself back then, like, this is going to be possible. I mean, my mind would have been blown. It would have been blown. really cool. And yeah. 
not in that much time either. I don't know. It's five, I guess it's five years, not a lot of time. Five years is a decent amount. I mean, they I say mean, that like, you know, your first couple to- years in business. Yeah. It's like rough, right? <laughs> yeah, very rough and you don't make money. Yeah. So I guess I'm, I mean, that's another thing. I'm very hard on myself. I know a lot of women are. And it, instead of saying like, you know what? I, I did it in five years. It's not that much time. I'm like, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. It's just be more, com- I would tell people to be more confident about what yeah. you've done for accomplishments. You got to give a little bit more credit. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So we just like ask random, the most random questions that we come up with to get to know our guests a little bit more. Do you want to start? Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are you a morning person or a night owl? Night owl, even though my child wakes up at 5 a.m. now. So she's forcing me to be a morning person. <laughs> I, I think I had a conversation with you about on like Instagram, like probably last week or something about getting up at 5am. Like I don't do it by choice. I have to, you're basically the same, but I am a morning person. Yeah. You, I wake up to like text, like seven text messages from her, like more often than not, just like she wakes up and her brain's just like, (laughs) I do it to everybody, but I know that everybody sleeps with do not disturb on. So I don't feel bad. And then I read them and I forget to answer. And then I'm like, <laughs> like 1 PM and I'm like, oh, sorry, here we go. <laughs> um, okay. Do you prefer cereal or a hot breakfast? Hot breakfast. Oh, like what's your favorite? Um, I love a good omelet. I love pancakes, waffles. I mean, nothing that's good for you. I guess. <laughs> Same. I feel like breakfast, breakfast food outside of like oatmeal isn't really healthy for you anyways. I love oatmeal. Um, are you a coffee or a tea person? Neither. God, I will drink. How do I live? How do I live? Yeah. <laughs> Soda. Oh, um, okay. Diet Sunkiss, Diet Coke from the fountain. I mean, I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke, but I, Diet Coke from McDonald's is like. Oh, see, I wish I, I could like understand Coke. that. So many people go real hard for a fountain diet coke i like fountain regular coke from mcdonald's it's the best i'm not a pop person i love it oh you and your pop sound like my husband (laughs) (laughs) hey you're married to a pittsburgher you have to say pop also (laughs) um okay would you rather be stuck in a cabin in the woods for a week with no internet or be stuck on a tropical island with no internet I mean, tropical island, but no internet is my nightmare. So yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll just die. I don't know. <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure? My husband thinks this is super weird, but I love any TV show where the main character has powers. <laughs> I, Are you like a Marvel person? Do you like? We're not ready for that. No, I was not. You're like, what? Um, powers. Yeah, powers. Super. I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Give that to me. Like the new version is so good. Um, Marvel. Yeah, I'm like. Okay, so I'm, what would your superpower be? Oh, God. Um, I would love to just like be able to teleport. Teleport? Me too. I always say that that would be my superpower. I feel like 
I mean, that would be really convenient. Yeah. But I also think it'd be cool to read people's minds, but I don't know if that's I like, a, wanna know that. that's like a self-conscious type of thing coming out. I would, I would, wanna know. <laughs> I would not want that power. I want to know. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. What's your favorite food? Chicken parm. Ooh, that's a good one. I, as I'm sitting here, my stomach has been like making the loudest noises and Dom keeps sure hearing has. it. And sure has. you saying that makes me even more hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you get greedy with? Mm, get greedy with, I guess, uh, my time to get a massage or work out. I'm like trying to make it a priority and make myself a priority. Yeah, yeah. So. that's good. You need that. Um, who or what, if anyone or anything, are you envious of? It doesn't have to be like a specific person. It could be like a type of person or a type of something. Yeah. I I'm trying to think of a, like something that I, I like, especially in social media, it's so easy to compare yourself mm-hmm. and I'm envious of the, the people on there who seem to like so effortlessly post something and it performs really well. I'm, co- you know, I'm constantly thinking about that and I take so much time to make my reels and think of the concept. So I'd love to just like uh, magically produce videos that are like kind of blurry and cool and everyone likes them, but it's like set the trends instead of following the trends. Yeah. Um, your favorite thing to do in your free time? Uh, watch movies with my daughter. Wait, do you love Encanto? We watched it yesterday and today. She's obsessed. I love it. And I seriously go, I don't even have children, but I'm a nanny and I have my niece and nephew and I hear the songs replaying in my head every single day. That's so good. I'm happy to watch it. Is that a a Disney movie? Yes. You need to watch it. You would like it. I'll watch it. Got Disney plus. Is it on there? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I think I've seen it probably like 25 times. Never used <gasps> that word before right now. It's so good. There's like trends on TikTok of it too. I'm probably under. Is your- that the Amore, that like song they sing? We don't talk about Bruno. I don't know what that is. No, we don't talk about Bruno. I actually saw a really funny um, TikTok that was a, a Pittsburgh business and she did. Yeah. I'll send it to you because it's, I thought it was hilarious. Like I cracked up. It's the part where Bruno's like, he did, I didn't do that. Hernando did it. And it, and it's like the caption was like, it's me. I did it. <laughs> I'll just send it to you. It's way funnier than it sounds, but. That sent it to me for sure. Um, would you rather listen to a podcast or music? Podcast. Me too. Um, okay. Your last two. What is your dream vacation? Mm. well we did take it my dream was always to go to Greece nice Santorini was the most breathtaking place I've ever been I'd love to go to Thailand I've heard the beaches are incredible it just takes like 36 hours to get there yeah no 
keep working and just do it all private and it won't be bad. (laughs) I love that advice. (laughs) Um, So the last question is, what is something that you want people to know about you? I want people to understand that none of this has been easy and that my life isn't easy and uh, that, I mean, people talk about this now more openly about Instagram being a highlight reel, but I have hard days and I have days where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this and the pressure, I, I cried for like 20 minutes yesterday because my daughter was having an epic meltdown and I just like felt incompetent as a wife and a mom and a business owner. I was like, I feel like I'm failing at it all. And sometimes women damn me and they're like, you, it seems like you have the best life. And and I do. I'm so grateful for everything that I've built, but it's been hard work and it's not always easy. Yeah, totally. I love that. I think that's something everyone needs to remember. And when they look at social media these days, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, no matter who you're looking at. Yep. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you and your business? Yes. Come follow me on social Katie loves social or business. Love your social media Uh, and check us out on the internet. Love your social media.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, this was great. We really appreciate you taking time out of your, I'm sure, very busy schedule. No problem. All right. Thanks so much. Take Take care. care. Thanks for having me, ladies. Thanks for listening to Bravo Group Chat. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Follow us on social media at Bravo Group Chat.